welcome to where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views, they are amazing. Gentlemen, to the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. We got three beautiful dads on the podcast tonight, man. One of us is still on duty. I'm uh, uh, BJ, still on duty. What's happening, brother? Always on duty, man. Like, look, it's, that's that's the name of the game where you got teenagers, brother. Just wait for it. Like, all yeah, day, man. All, they were and they were off school today. They had a, they got a half day, huh? No, yesterday was at yesterday was early release. Today was totally off. Oh, and we, okay, so they ain't a I got, I got some horn, got some questions I got for you at nine thirty at night. Come on, man! You supposed to be winding down, getting your meditation in, your yoga, or something, so you can go to sleep peacefully, wake up refreshed. What's going on, Cam? Nothing. Crickets. <laughs> smiling in the back. Man. <laughs> Shout out to Cam, man. I love to hear. Yeah, Coach K, I, what's happening, I was about baby? To say, stop twisting your hair. Get your, get your fingers out your hair, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on, man? How's Asher on your end? Oh man, he's good, man. He's asleep, you know. Um, the usual, man. You just never know what Asher's gonna say or do. So I bet that's know. just a, a an exciting little youth experience, man. Like, especially when you got your looks at how old is Asher now? Five, six? Five. Five years old, that's just like walking comedy right there. Walking comedy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't even know. Did, did y'all go through this, man? Did y'all go through where all of a sudden, like, they just don't want to eat anything that you have at home? Oh, yeah. I'm going through it right now. <laughs> and then it's like, well, I'm, I guess you're not eating it like then. So, <clears throat> hey, man, peanut butter jelly works wonders. And when they can't even have that, well, they can have jelly. They can't have peanut butter bread anyways. So my two of mine can't, couldn't even have that. So, oh, so man, you, that's you, tough. You're already limited. I'm going to be the bad guy tonight. And I guess you're going to have grumbly stomachs. And you're going to learn today when you wake up in the morning hungry as hell. You ain't going to yeah. do it. Yeah, actually, Nia actually surprised me yesterday because I made, well, I got this like, pre-made salmon with some like garlic honey uh breading on it or whatever it sounded like it was gonna be really good but the the coating didn't crisp like it was supposed to in the oven i should have just put it in the air fryer and it probably would have done right but i made that yesterday and some red beans and rice and threw you know some smoked sausage in there or whatever i knew i just knew nia wasn't gonna have anything to do with the red beans and rice. And she had a whole bowl full of it. Like, mm, this is great. Where'd you, where'd you get this from? I was like, you what, what? Which child are you? She never eats anything like that. So yeah, she surprised me. It's that and sunny, you know. I'm working on beans over here. Mm-hmm. That external influence. Ah! <laughs> That's what that is. Uh, inside you, I got yeah. you. We'll talk about um, that offline. I- so Asher, um, Asher actually likes black beans. 
But those are the only ones, though. Like, don't go to like the Jamaican restaurant and they got rice and peas, peas and rice or red beans and rice. Peas and rice, peas and rice, not rice and peas. Right. Sorry. He he don't want anything to do with it. Not That's not at all. Like the good, not even with the the bay leaf in there. Or anything. Like, not even. Teas and he, rice. He great. doesn't even want anything what that looks if, like seasoning in his rice. Like he, his rice has to be plain. Yeah. You having butter rice? No. no, no butter noodles, but not butter rice. What about the Haitian um, rice? Is it John John rice? Does he eat that with the mushroom? I don't think he's ever had it. When did he don't make it? Not regularly. No, it's only when people like you come around and you like, oh, John John rice. Then hey man, John John rice and cremas. I'm right. I'm a I'm happy man right there. <clears throat> I never so got weird. the dog on cremas either. Listen, man. I think I threw out a bottle of Kramer's the other day that I'm, I'm always like, hey, doesn't this go in the fridge? No, it'll be fine. Okay. It's milk. Huh? It's milk or ice cream. I mean, it's it's got dairy in it, right? Yeah, it's right. Like, it's got, it's got <laughs> eggs in it, all types of stuff. <laughs> it has to go in the refrigerator. What kind of farm Benny was raised on? Sitting in the pantry. <laughs> <laughs> what a, a dark so what their, their belief is it because it got rum in it it's gonna kill anything and i'm like that don't work thing went from being do. a light cream color to a dark tan color i was like okay i'm i'm throwing this away yeah no nah, that sounds like a science experiment it sounds mm-hmm. like food poison that's what that's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that's funny like, man it sounds like a no stress diet <laughs> No, nah, that sounds like a hell of a lot of stress, man. Shoot, you got me running to the bathroom behind yo. Oh, we gonna store the cremas in the pantry this week. See how that turns out for you. <laughs> that sounds like a thin line between love and hate, man. She trying that's sabotage. Well, yeah, that bottle's gone. But anyway, man. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I saw um, Sonny's walking, huh? He is, man. Um, I actually thought he would. Because, you know, he's been walking for probably the better part of two, three weeks now, but he only want to hold your hand. So he he down to about a finger now. So with just the finger, it's like, you know, he's good. I be trying to let go and he just holds on for dear life. Like, you know, as soon as I let go, he's just going to fall through the floor or something. But, uh, yeah, man, he's getting around uh, pretty good, taking them steps. He took about, before I sent y'all that video and realized that I needed to be recording this, yeah, it took about 10 steps, you know, a couple of those with a little pity paddle one. Mm-hmm. But um, yesterday or the day before was that Monday. I don't know if I sent y'all this video, but Neil was holding him up by his waist and he got his balance. And he was like, oh, OK. Joker just took off running, took like five steps and then, you know, fell on his knees and everything and then just started laughing. And I think it was like at that moment, it kind of clicked that, oh, I can actually like do this for real a little bit. Mm-hmm. So ever since then, but he he makes us walk him around the house like damn near all day. Um, okay. So trying to get his yeah, exercise. Be, yeah, yeah, and and my back at the same time because he's just mm-hmm. just that much too short. I need him to have like three more inches, and then we'd be perfect. I don't have to bend over as much. <laughs> but yeah, man, he's good. Man, he's a little sick right now under the weather from a case of. I don't know if it was the vaccine or I took him outside and it was windy and he caught a cold or he had brought cold back from school 
but he's just been coughing with the runny nose the last couple of days. Change and he season. won't. And the, the and I got allergies. Mine, you know, act up every time the seasons change. So, you know, it could be anything. He's still teasing. He only got the four at the bottom. And we can feel the two at the top coming up. So he just got a, a whole mess of things going on right now. Uh, we finally found him something that he'll actually take to hopefully give him some relief because we tried the, uh, you know, I tried the natural medicine, the Zarbies, whatever. You know, it's not honey. I think it's like ivy leaf extract, but it's thick to coat the throat and dry up mucus and stuff. And it's great flavored. And I remember when I was a kid, you know, Dimatap was the only cough medicine I could drink because it actually tastes good. You give me testing, let's come and throw it up. So I'm thinking I'm doing him a favor. I'm going to get him the great flavor. He's going to love it. Uh-uh. It's like holy hell in the house, man. You talk about he wasn't having it walking. Yeah. Imagine that times 10, BJ. We're <laughs> yeah. trying to force this, uh, this cough syrup down his throat. So I thought I was going to get creative. I'm, you know, mix it in the baby food a little bit. It worked the first time. Second time, he he tasted it and he was like, uh-uh, throw that, get that baby food out of here. You can't put it in, you know, a juice or anything because it dilutes it too much. So it doesn't really do what it's supposed to do for his throat. But luckily, I was in the grocery store and I found this uh these tablets. They quick dissolve and pop them in there and he's good to go. So I gave him two of them. He's supposed to be good for the next four hours. He's knocked out right now. I don't know if y'all can see Did that come up? Nope. Nope. But he's getting that good rest, man. Mouth wide open on his back. Humidifiers, breathing in all of that good humidified mist. Good old Hopefully humidifier. he wakes up. Uh... Man, I didn't know how great those things were until we got one for him. I should have had one my whole life. Like living up north, like I don't... <laughs> Like, I didn't, I understand them now. Like, growing up, I'm like, why are my parents always putting this in a room when we sick or congested or whatever? I, I understand it now. I get it. But back then, it was a pain in the butt. And then you had to clean it. They made me clean it stuff when I got older. Whatever. I'm like, I don't want to, just don't use it. Then they want it. And then you put, um, if you got, not mint extract. I'm not thinking. Um, peppermint. Yeah, essential oil. oils. Peppermint oil. Yeah. 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 Or, or I can't put that in the one that I have. Oh, you could look Actually, we got two of them. Nia got the one that we can put the oil in. But yeah. Um, man, Faison ain't here, man. I, I don't want to talk about our nephews without him being on here, man. We 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 went. Uh, I don't know if y'all remember. It, I think they survived. They survived y'all weekend, right? Yeah, they definitely survived. Um. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely survived, but they were definitely in boot camp for sure. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember. I think there was one episode. I think it was on a podcast. He was talking about how his kids, when they throw up, like it's like it's instant. Like it's not like I eat now and, you know, like an hour later or something, my stomach starts to hurt and it's got to come back. He was talking about it's instant. Man, I got to witness that. But we'll say that for one. Why? Why are they throwing up? Ain't they all like, you know, unless it's food poisoning or something? Well, it's it's it's, it's usually a Renze, but this particular time it was Namdi, and you know he just Namdi likes he what eating he likes. too much. No, 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 or... no. He he likes what he likes. If mm. if it's not Nigerian food, he don't really mess with it too tough. Mm. So literally, like they have to bring food over here, you know. <laughs> jello rice and everything you know when he's coming 
It's very specific mm-hmm. things. He'll eat grilled chicken. He won't eat fried breaded chicken. Um, anyway, so they had these chicken tenders. And, um, you know, he said he wanted the chicken tenders and the fries. So we gave them to him. Um, so he eats eh, some of the chicken tenders, most of the fries. And they had these raspberry Twizzlers that I had bought. And, you know, Asher wanted one, Renze wanted one. So, of course, you know, he says, oh, I want one. I said, okay, well, hold on. Before you get one, you know, let me just give you a little piece and see if you like it. Um, and he was like, yeah, I like it. Okay, cool. Man, I don't think 15 seconds went by. Like, all of a sudden, his face just got real serious. And I'm just like, what's what's wrong with you, man? You Okay. And he's not talking to me. He's not saying anything. And then I just saw like his eyes started watering. And I'm just like, oh, here we go. And we're still by where everybody's eating. Like all these people are like sitting out on picnic tables and whatnot. And man. So this is outside. This is outside. Yeah. Okay, good. So you got the grass. And nah, we're under like this covering and he, he starts to let it loose. Blah, and, you know, you know, kids, man, when they throwing up, they don't know what to do. They don't know how to react. They said they're looking shocked. You know, <laughs> that's like, just come out of me. <laughs> yeah. Like, where's it coming from? Huh? It won't stop. Um, and I promise you, man, this dude looked like he had chewed up a small alien because the raspberry Twizzlers obviously was like, a, <laughs> was like a neon blue color almost. And then it was mixed with the. Um, right, we can stop right there. Stop. Yeah, man. I'm just like. <laughs> That's what, like having kids forced me to do it, but like that's what, if somebody is is vomiting right there, I gotta walk the other way. While the sound is there, right around there, I can't be there. I hope you, I can help clean it up. I can do that, but what is going on? Like I, having kids, I had to break that because Dina can't take it at all. Man, so I had to be the one. Whenever somebody, so somebody had that, I had to be the one that clean up, that kind of did it and clean up. Like she Wendy, would. Wendy, Wendy was inside the place going up. She was going to buy something. I can't remember what. Oh, uh, apple cider. Um, so it's just me and, and the other two. And I'm just like, okay, well, I just can't let you sit here by this table and do this. So I saw a garbage can close by. So I like walk him over to the garbage can. Poor fella. Namdi, namdi, namdi. Poor fella. And Ash and Renze just sat there just eating their food. Just like, mm, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> more peace <laughs> right yep oh man that's what's up man uncle k getting that work in man that's beautiful yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh can't wait to get phase on back to his reaction to that one man um but that's cool man i definitely I mean they uh, were here they were out of town they were in savannah yeah i know but i'm pretty sure he heard the story uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Parenting tip, parenting one on one, fatherhood one on one, right here on the thirteenth floor. Man. Yeah, man, and, you know we 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 doing our best to you know support each other and raise this village. Yeah, absolutely. You know, provide the village atmosphere. Speaking of providing the village atmosphere, I want to go back uh, to a conversation we had an episode ago when we were talking about. Um, you know, raising men and holding men accountable and raising young men. And I threw Kellen out there as an example of, um, 
you know, what it what could potentially happen, you know, as far as his behavior is concerned, if it goes like unchecked. And, you know, we had that situation with him just acting a fool in school and we had to, you know, put some parameters around him, you know, pull him off the football team. I had to have, you know, conversations with him to help him understand you know, his behavior, things he's up against, you know, the, the opportunity that he might be, you know, uh, taking advantage of at this new school to help him, you know, find the right way. And it, all of it looks like it's paying off, um, you know, and I'm really, really thankful. Had a very, very proud fatherly moment um, initially Saturday, but then again today because I got his report card. And, you know, my dude's balling, man. Uh, all A's, one B, basically on a report card, okay. which I kind of come to expect because Kellen's a smart kid and he's been doing well academically. It's just always been his behavior. He plays too much and then he finds himself in trouble. So when I see that the comments are all like, oh, you know, becoming a leader in class, you know, respecting others and stuff. And even the one class, the science class that he had that, you know, issue in, you know, the comment wasn't, oh, you're kids terrible it's like improving upon you know behavior or something along those lines so it just goes to show man like when you're intentional as a parent you know you spend time with your kid and really give them more than just you know a slap on the wrist or a spanking or something or, or stern talking to when you kind of engage them on a level that they can understand with the proper consequences and everything um you can definitely turn you know those bad habits that bad behavior around so i'm, I'm gonna let um bj jump in here because this 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 is his lane right here but um i what i was gonna say was it sounds like he's bored i told him that when i got the first phone call about his behavior in class and that was the first thing i asked I was like did he do all his work he ain't had no work to do i was like okay he ain't got no book to read he ain't, is there any way that he can help out in class like we got to find something to occupy yeah. time that's Kellen. He's probably finishing like, his work before everybody else and then just has yep. time on his hands exactly he's been doing it since he was a little kid he finds something he's been taking apart fitbits and watches and all kinds of stuff just to occupy his time so but as a young black male if something goes wrong in some class and his behavior like that has got to be that we have to go to he has a behavior problem no we have a, a failure to communicate. That's what we have. We got a failure to provide the necessary structure that's going to keep him engaged because there's varying levels of students in every single class. If they're not meeting their individual level, the advanced and the ones that may not be as on level yet, somebody I'm get, is going to get lost in the sauce there. And if I don't, if I'm not a student enough to make those changes in instruction or what's available to students if they do get done and give them something productive to do or challenging. That's going to happen every time. And the black males are normally black and Latino males are the first two groups. They're always going to get singled out their behavior problem. So. It's a public school, right? I think it's like a it's a, um, I want to say it's an IB program school, so I guess it's a public like charter school almost. Uh, it ain't it definitely ain't private because I ain't paying no tuition, so. <laughs> so the only, the only thing I would say to that is that um, that when you look at the curriculum, like he was in what grade now? Third. I was about to say fifth. I'm like, I don't, how big is that old? He's eight, third grade. Yeah. yeah. So in third grade, so and that's a critical year, right? So if he's if he's coming in and he's at or above grade level, 
and everything is is below and not challenging him. Like the teacher needs to come up with something else. They need to have other other activities. Or if you're done with this, then do this. Not just when you give downtime. What do you expect the kid to do? I had to learn that. Like I had high expectations for my kids, but at the same time, it's like kids are gonna be kids. <laughs> if you don't provide, like at your house, if you ain't checking up on your kids every now and then, you give them some free time to kind of do their own thing. But if you ain't checking in or provide them some structure, whatever. They're going to resort to what kids do. They're going to tear up something. They're going to go and pull apart those bits and watch it. They're, going to be... They're curious. They want to know how to do stuff. It only makes sense. That's child development, one-on-one. Like, and that's the same thing. We had a conversation with, with art. <laughs> so and I, that, that's another. We need to get some early childhood, some, uh, some, some men is in early childhood and have that conversation. I got somebody we can, I'm thinking about somebody directly. A UM grad, of course, was a principal, was a teacher, was a principal in elementary school, uh, is now is doing some major things in, um, down in Miami-Dade. Um, we got to get him on and have some more conversations that, to get another perspective. Because people, I, I sound like a broken record sometimes. But the problem is, like, when you look at everybody who's in that school and how the teacher teaches, like, is this a problem with that minority group in the school? In that classroom, is this a trend? There may be some other uh, um, implicit biases there. So that's the deeper um, hole we got to dig into. You are absolutely right. Because I think for one of the other pivotal pieces that he has a teacher that is very engaged. Um, you know, we had a meeting with her. Um, she wasn't trying to throw the book at Kellen. Uh, she actually tried very hard not to. Uh, write him up but he was just forcing her hand at one point in time but we put together a plan you know what I'm saying for him to have other ways to be involved in the class and executed on that plan to help him see you know the progress that he's seeing now so it's like the educator is supremely important in this situation because on the flip side um, another friend of mine whose daughter is in kindergarten or first grade this year I think kindergarten and we talking about kindergarten, first of all. So one year out of daycare, where it's loosely structured, you mm-hmm. know, to say the least, and to kindergarten, where it's a little bit more structured, but again, it's kindergarten. We got to kind of, you know, give a kid a little bit of slack. But, and to be fair, the young lady, she's super high energy. She reminds me of how Nia was when she was a little girl, super high energy, um, into almost everything, you know, you would... You could, if you wanted to be, um, I guess, labeling of the child, you could absolutely tag them with like ADD or ADHD or whatever it is, um, because she's just that, you know, all over the place. But it's not a bad thing. It's her personality. She's so like personable and energetic and just out there that it's like, it's almost, it's contagious. It's like, damn, I want her to keep that same energy as she goes through life, because she'll love and live life the way it's supposed to be if she can hold on to that energy. But the teacher she has, you know, it's like the, the child can't do anything right, you know, because, you know, she's, you know, constantly like off task or can't focus or quote unquote doesn't listen. Um, and the teacher was just giving my friend a hard time about petty things that were going on in the classroom. And instead of like, you know, really searching for solutions or, or ways to kind of utilize this 
child's potential and, you know, whatever the opportunity is to turn it into some type of strength, it's like, no, you need to correct this. And you know, all you ultimately end up doing is dimming the light of the child. And she grows up thinking that she can't do anything right or that this isn't, you know, the way things are supposed to be. And it's so much so that she actually, the child actually says, you know, mommy, I'm trying, but I don't know what I need to do. So it's like, she doesn't even understand. And at that age, it's easy to come to that. So, you know, I don't know what you got to say on that piece, BJ, but the educator, you know, is supremely important in these roles. And as parents, you know, we have to be advocates for our children at the same time as trying to find that balance with the, the, the educators. We're going to say we're going to save that deeper conversation for another episode because we can go on for the next couple of hours about that one. So I, I'm going to throw this out there real quick. Just to get the poll real quick. Somebody did a poll I saw it on, on Instagram and Facebook the other day, right? How old were you? What grade, what level were you when you had your first black male teacher? Sixth grade? All right, sixth grade. It was earlier than most. Okay, what about you? <laughs> I'm trying to there was a lot of people that they said college. I'm trying to think if I had one. A lot of people said college in the poll. Yeah, I think that's accurate. I was. So I, 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 was I, had, I had Mr. Jackson and Wood in um in Woodshop. I had Mr. Jackson in middle school for Woodshop class. Okay. I think that was the only one. All right, we'll say that. I don't want to ask that real quick because of my mom, but we'll. That's part of uh, the the factor as well that I want to play into, but. More to come on that one. Now, yeah, man. Because, go ahead, go ahead, Brett. I was just, I'm just thinking back to that time because it was like sixth grade, Mr. Phillips, and like he was a really good teacher, man. Like, because he he didn't, like, he kind of, you don't know it at the time, but he was teaching you how to be a responsible man at at that point in time. Like he didn't, he 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 made things fun, but you know he held you accountable. It's crazy. And he lived in my neighborhood too. Uh, Mr. Phillips. You said you said a whole bunch in that statement right there, but we'll unpack that. Okay. <laughs> nah, I I was just going to say that I just realized um, you know, as grown-ups now in society, you know, you talk about people um and the alphabet gang and you know how you give people these like these letters and I'm realizing now as y'all are talking, I'm like, well, wait a minute, hold on. Now we, we got generations that when we were in school, you had the kids that were ADHD. You had the kids that were in ESOL classes. Um, what was the one for the special ed? Yep. And, and now I'm just realizing well, these people that were given all these alphabets and acronyms are adults now. So it's only logical that they're sitting there giving people that are different, all these acronyms and letters mm. and it's just learned behavior. Mm. But it's a, it's an equity issue as well, because it's disproportionately in the minority neighborhoods. If you look at the number of cases. So oh, absolutely. But then, but then you go back to when is that identified? Is identified normally between kindergarten and third grade, who are mainly the teachers, white women, and who are the majority, again, go back to who are the majority kids that are identified. 
again, it's not all cases, but when you look at when you look at the majority of the cases across the board, those are the trends. And there's data mm-hmm. to back all that up. Right. So when you look at an equity issue, look at thing, it's not really that. It's go back to the tie-in right there, what Brett was talking about earlier. Are the educators equipped with the right processes, the responses to adapt to and respond to the kids in their classroom? Or is it because this is the way I learn, this is the way I teach, you don't conform to that, you're breaking the rules, now you're in trouble, now you must be, you must have a behavior problem. So system, Mm -hmm. did we then equip the schools with the right educators? Then it goes right back to system because once you get these labels and these acronyms and these letters, you now start a trend in the system that says, oh, well, you were this. You're tracking. You were identified as this between kindergarten and such and such grade. And you're tracked. That, uh, that distracts for the rest of your time. You're tracked, you're tracked and you're, you're, you're pretty much pigeonholed with a lot of different things. Now, is some of that necessary? And a lot, in some cases, yes. There was, I used to be a big, uh, a big, not a proponent for medication, but I met two kids that were fifth graders when I was back in Ohio, they absolutely proved me wrong. And even though it took us a while to get the right medication, but again, that was that was my job. special education, lead special education person for that school was my job. So working with their doctor, working with their parents, working with anybody else on that team was my responsibility to make sure we adjusted. No, we're not seeing this effect or they're coming in sleepy. They're coming in hungry. They're not eating. They're losing weight. We need to adjust this today. They, they can't wait till next month. Having that voice at the table was what was needed. As soon as we got that adjusted, those were some of my best performing kids ever. But that was two out of probably the 15 I had in in that school that were on meds at that time. Yeah. The other one. Again, learned behavior. Because what Mm -hmm. are we doing now? Now we're trying to put adults on medication. In mass numbers. Okay. Tell it like it is. <coughs> and, 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 the, and the tracking for that is just so random <coughs> and inconsistent and biased because have either of you seen reports of places that are like COVID cases have spiked downward by as much as 30%? Aren't they saying like that is pretty much the case across the country? In, in most of the most heavily hit COVID places, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody's talking about that. You still continue to hear about the people that are unvaccinated. Yeah. Pushing the agenda. Before we get to the unvaccinated and unvaccinated, I want to take a moment to remind everybody, if you like what you hear, if you're on the YouTube page, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Um, if you listen to us, make sure you share. Uh, leave a comment, leave a review on the uh, Facebook page at 13th Floor, please. Um, make sure you're following us on Instagram at 13th Floor, please, and get us each and every week. Um, so going into what you was just talking about, okay, the vaccinated and unvaccinated. These mandates, they're coming down hot and heavy nowadays, man. And it's not looking good for a lot of our fellow, fellow Americans. I actually have a friend, um, close friend of the family, who just quit her job behind the vaccine mandate because she's in New York. She's a government worker. Um, another close friend of mine, he just got vaccinated, but he's like, yeah, we have to go this thing again. 
and I'm the same way. Um, if my employer ends up mandating it, and I am fully vaccinated now, but I'll never get another shot. Um, <clears throat> as far as I'm concerned, um, but if it becomes mandated, well, I'm gonna just have to be. Why do you hmm? say you'll never get another shot? I didn't feel like I needed it in the first place. I only got it um, to serve as some sort of protection, hopefully, because I was traveling and I was going to see my grandparents and my mother who weren't able to get to vaccination sites. Um, because I do think I'm one of those middle-of-the-road folks when it comes to this vaccine. I think I'm pro-choice. Like, if you don't want it, don't get it. But if you get COVID, then you got to deal with the consequences. Um, I think that if you're uh, immunocompromised, I think you probably should go ahead and get a shot. Um, but if you're not, you live a relatively healthy lifestyle, you know, and your immune system can hold up to like the flu or whatever, then I don't really see reason to subject yourself to something that's so new. And that's the thing for me. There's no long term study on this. So I took a chance on myself, but I would never put my kid through that. Like they talking about mandating the vaccine for kids to go to school. Absolutely not. I've already wanted to homeschool Nia and will probably homeschool Sonny when he gets of age. So it, it absolutely won't happen. Um, but yeah, that's why I don't think I, I think my immune system will hold up if, even if I was with COVID. I thought I had, I thought I had it twice already and, you know, came back negative. Um, but yeah, no long-term study, man. And I don't really, I don't get the flu vaccine. COVID, if you get it, from what it looks like, it's a, it can be an intensified cold or pneumonia and everything. But again, I eat relatively healthy. So I think, I feel like if I take care of my body, my body's going to take care of me. Um, and I don't really want to continue to put foreign substances in, especially when there's no data to tell me what it's going to do to me in 10 years. I'm already taking that risk. I'm not going to continue to take that risk, you know, knowingly. Listen, it, and not against anybody that's taking the vaccine. Um, not against anybody that hasn't taken the vaccine. Like you said, it's it's your choice. choice. Just like all the other vaccines in, mm-hmm. in, in my history, it's, it's your choice. Um, to a degree, you know, it, it makes you scratch your head because there are plenty of communities that would have liked to have taken some of the other vaccines, but it was never made available to them or they didn't have the means to get it or, or, or the rollout with insurance. What'd you say, sir? The rollout was just piss poor. I got another story for that one too. Yep. You know what I mean? So it, it, it just doesn't add up that all of a sudden this one, you know, you, you giving out Krispy Kreme donuts if you come get your, your vaccine. And, and Krispy Kreme donuts, you getting lottery tickets, brand new cars, playoff tickets. I heard they was giving away he, Super Bowl tickets. Broward County put it in. Once you prove you better, it, it's like a $1,000 bonus for teachers. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it, it, it's just the weirdest thing ever. You know, I don't know what's behind it. I ain't trying to be, you know, as I tell you, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm just a theorist, as I've said before. Um, but it's just crazy, man. Like, where, where does this come from? Like, so I, I, I don't know, but I'm watching them mandate stuff left and right. And, you know, it is what it is when all of a sudden your employer starts stating that you have to, you know, report your vaccine status. It's like, for real, like, if somebody calls out sick, I can't ask them sick with what, but you want to know <laughs> my vaccine status. Like, 
these things don't add up. So employee-wise, we had we did that through Workday about four months ago, four or five months ago. The is voluntary. You can yes, no, or I wish not to the to um to answer. But as of last month, to put out like October twenty fifth for excuse me for certain levels. No, for all all by all next Friday, everybody has to upload their status or the waiver form. Um, so it's being mandated for us. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, I'm not, I get both sides of the, of the coin, right? I, I get it. In certain industries, certain, certain ways you travel, certain populations you're around, I get it. I understand the push, but again, at the end of the day, I do think it's somebody's choice. Um, like we do anything, there's the pushback for childhood vaccinations now, right? For some of them and some of the effects that we're finding out now that aren't 100% linked to it, but the evidence is pointing that it is pointing to some of them. Um, I have cases close to family that I've found out about over the years that after this vaccination, then these other things have happened. Like mm -hmm. growing up, I never even knew about until now me being 40 years old, I'm hearing these stories about. Um, ultimately, it is a choice. But again, like I think, like Brett said, I, I do believe that if if the choice is not to, then again, is that that's what's going around. That's what happened. But I, I just understand the consequences. Like we yeah. chose to, like we had close family members that are immunocompromised. Myself being type one diabetic, the highest recommendation was to for myself go ahead. Um, we went back and forth about it for a while. Decided to do it. Would I get a booster? Would I get another one? Probably not though. Um, yeah. And I, I don't think it's not like I'm against the against the medicine, against the technology, whatever. It's just like at this point in time, I just need to kind of wait and see. Now I will say we did make the decision for the, our kids because at that point they were all 12 and over when that decision was made. And that was really because at this point in time, what was going on in Florida was unprecedented. Mm -hmm. um, and we're just looking at surroundings to get them back in the school building. They wanted to go back and the best protection of the best option at that point in time for all the cases that were popping up, whatever is to, okay, let's make the decision. Would I put them back through that? Mm -mm. I wouldn't do it again for them. So, you know, what's crazy. Um, they're even tracking cause they thought, and this is uh, Dr. Fauci hey, there's going to be a huge spike when college football starts and NFL starts with people going to stadiums and all this stuff. Nope. Spike didn't happen. Um, they just had carnival down there in Miami, the Caribbean carnival. Yep. They're like, oh, there's going to be a spike. Nope. No spike. So at some point, you got to wonder. And when I say they're tracking, like they're tracking the state's that are football states like Texas, Alabama, um, some of these other places. No, and 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 they're being well attended. Mm -hmm. um, shoot, I've been to an NFL game and a college game. No sniffles, no cold, no nothing. You know, and I, and, you know, obviously, look, we take precautions, we do things, but I think at the end of the day. Um, the bigger concern should be why were we um why were we so 
uh, able or, or, or why were we so compromised to begin with, right? That people were affected this way. Mm. Like that should be the focus and the concern at this point. Like, Hey, as a, as a, as a, as a society and as a country, we're just generally not healthy. Right. Right. Now let's, let's put the money and the education into that. Cause I guarantee you, if you were to improve the general health level of well, health, and health and prevention will take millions and billions of dollars out of the pockets of the people that are in the after yep. effect. Yeah. That's, that, right. that's, that's, that's proven through what AIDS research, AIDS development, cancer development mm-hmm. all, over the years. Like have things gotten better? Yes. Have things advanced to where people thought it Hell, in the world of diabetes, like they've made a hell of advances, but is it where everybody thought they should be by now or where we, we thought we could have gone with all the money that is being poured into research and, and testing and things like that? Nowhere near where we believe we could be. We sure did make quick advancement with the idea and technology with these vaccines, though. So, mm-hmm. I, again, it's where where's the priority? Um which it, which stems from a whole bunch of other different things and theories. We're not gonna say conspiracy theory. We're gonna say theories um, that are out there. But again, to explore each and every one of those would take forever, and it's it's honestly, I didn't say it's not worth it. But it, at this point in time, it's really our conversation is again to go back to what you said. What do we as a community need to do to ensure that? We take this opportunity to look internally and say, what do we need to do to be better? Better individuals of better, I can't even get the words out, internally better, healthier, to make sure that if this ever, if something like this ever happens again, our community is not as affected as it was right. this past year and a half, this past 18 months now. Ooh, facts. Um, and, and, and look, disclaimer (laughs) we're not medical professionals we're not giving medical advice we're not telling you to do or not to do um and then even this part so any other time we always tell people go do your research go do your research you know before you make a decision go make go do your research then all of a sudden they just went on this campaign this anti-research campaign um, there's all these memes and all these things on Facebook, on IG about people, oh, you know, such and such, blah, blah, blah. But they did their research, you know, on Google and they know more than the doctor. I'm just like, really? Like, <laughs> this is this is the whole purpose of the World Wide Web for people to be able to do research. Yeah, that um, argument always, always mess with my, my emotions because isn't that the same thing? For example, we always tell we what the message has been for black women over the last couple of years about before you you, you sign off anything your doctor tells you, go do your own research and ask questions. Like, and that's I've heard personal testimonies of how pregnant black pregnant minorities, and I'm not gonna say black black women, pregnant minorities, um, women have have questioned their doctors about stuff and doctors have backed down from what they've been pushing. Um Men and women overall have asked, started asking more questions based on the research they've done, and doctors have stopped pushing prescriptions. So that's the stuff, type of stuff we've been telling people to do forever, like you said. And yeah, all of a, I get it. Oh. John, uh, John Hopkins' degree is, is valuable, and I, I respect it, but you can't shut people down for having questions based on the research that they're doing. 
we're going back. We're taking okay. people back to, back to the, the, the why have information if it's not going to be accessible or we're not going to rely on it. Case in point, we just took Sonny to get uh, his nine-month checkup, and they was trying to give him two vaccines at the same time that could increase uh, his likelihood of having a seizure. And had we not done the research or Chris, you know, I always run everything medical past her because that's her, you know, domain. She got it. Had, you know, she not looked him up and went to the, the CDC website, he would have had two vaccines going in that don't typically go in together and been at risk. And it's like, we are of a higher mind. So, yeah, we going to ask questions. But how many people come through that doctor's office that, you know, just take whatever they say for granted yeah. or, oh, you know, yeah. you, you the professional. You got those letters behind your name. You, you, right. Part of the alphabet gang. Um, <laughs> you know, man, it's, it's, it's just so frustrating. It's, it's <sighs> yeah. I, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say anymore. Cause it's just crazy. So. I'm going to switch directions again. Oh, hard switch. Hold on. Hold on before you switch that direction. Right. I remember what it was I was going to say. They even clowned Nicki Minaj for what she said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what did she say? Um, she had said her some relative was getting married or something and he took the vaccine in Trinidad and um his testicles swole mm. and something happened with his testicles. And now whoever didn't want to get married anymore, whatever, whatever. So they clowned her and said, Oh, you know, Oh, the vaccine doesn't cause this blah, 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 blah. Well, there is a system that tracks all vaccine adversities that happen, all instances of things mm-hmm. that deviate from what's supposed to happen. I can't remember the name of the system right now. Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. know that there are more documented cases of this testicular swelling because of people that had just <laughs> taken the doggone vaccine? Wow. But they don't want you to know that, though. But that information is not out there. Right. All right. But we go back. And, and I think the problem with that is people, other people have issues with the whole stay in your lane argument, right? So I and I and I, I I apologize. I forget what it was. Oh, it was a Black Lives Matter movie with LeBron. All right, was somebody told him just dribble, shut up and dribble. Um, here you got Nicki Minaj coming out and tell, talking about the whole this whole medical piece or whatever. That's not your lane. Stay in lane. But again, the conversation we just talked about. Do your research. Now again, I don't want to hear nothing third party stuff. Like, but also do the research. Go out and find out. Think if there if there is information out there, there's data about it. Let's talk about it. Let's put it out there. But don't shut somebody down just because that's not their their thing. That that's not their field. Like just because somebody else, hey, if you guys go in and tell me y'all did something about deep digger deep a deeper dive and something education, whatever, I ain't about to shut you down and say I'm the expert. I'm about to listen and like, look, I need to go look at that up myself and look into it. All right, let's go. Mm-hmm. I don't become I don't make myself the expert in everything, but in anything, but I, I know what I know. But I also yeah. know there's a lot I don't know. Um, it's called the Veer system. For those of you that, that if you want to label me crazy, um, it's V-A-E-R-S. Um, and if you look it up, you'll see that they track any vaccine, any adverse reactions, and it's all documented. 
I think it's even, it I think it's even publicly accessible. Yeah, I remember um, hearing about it on another podcast. I want to say it was a model health show uh, where they were talking about the vaccine some months ago. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. Um, so I want to switch subjects. Last subject for the night, and then Coach K's gonna close us out. Another frustrating topic, especially for myself, because I just don't understand why. But K and BJ gonna help us break it down and. Again, we started this segment off by saying we don't have any qualms against the LGBTQ community. We are um, very inclusive when it comes to people of different uh, backgrounds. Uh, so we want to throw that disclaimer out there. That segment might go a little bit longer than we think. So I don't know if we want to table that <laughs> for next week. I don't, I don't know how long we've been on how long we been? already. How long we've been on here? I know I forgot to cut the timer on. I want to say we've probably been on here by the it's been 45 minutes. It's been about 50, 55 minutes because we me and Kay were on before the timer. Yeah. Mm, I think we're gonna let that one marinate. So catch us next week. We're gonna get all the way into that and hopefully we got fresh. He won't be on his home improvement stuff. And uh phase on to be available, not out BFBG as he loves to do. Um, so yeah. Uh Coach K, you got a corner. Actually, BJ got the corner this week. Coach K is going to close us out. You got to think. I, I, go, I just go back. Just just take it back. I go back to Aretha. You got to think. Think for yourself. Make decisions for yourself. Um, the popular decision is not always the best decision for the individual, right? Um, so we've talked about a lot of things tonight. But when it comes down to you and yours, you got to make the decision. But be willing, just my other thing, you make a decision and make it right. You got to be willing to stand behind the decision, right? Are we always going to make right decisions? No. Who knows five years from now, everybody who decided to take the vaccine, everybody who didn't, who decided not to, we don't know what's going to happen. But what's the best thing for you, your family, and your surroundings right now? Like I said, I gave a couple of reasons why we decided to do stuff. Um, but that was my family. That was my household, my neighbor, you guys, my other family members, the other places, the other U.S. didn't have the same circumstances that I did. So, again, I, I just need everybody to start thinking for themselves. You take in all the information. You can listen to friends, whatever, but make decisions. Um, this is the best thing for you. Um, that's the, And that's really the foundation of it. When you really think about everything that's going on, um, personal life out in public, things that, that are public decisions like the vaccine, things like that, it's always down. What's the best decision for you, your immediate family, and what you're planning for the future? That's what you got to take in consideration. Like I, I applaud the people that have taken a stance like, look, if this is on the vaccine front, you're requiring it, I'm not doing it, here's my resignation. I applaud those people. Because that that takes that takes courage. There's a lot of people that would because of that situation, because of the status, because of the money, they wouldn't make that decision. They would just go along with it. If that's not what your internal plot, internal instinct is telling you to do, don't just go along with something. That's never the boat just to follow the crowd. So just think, people, think. Yeah, man. Don't get it twisted. It's not a as we said before, anti-vaccination, man. We definitely believe in you know, the middle ground there. I have a grandmother who is fully vaccinated, still caught COVID. And I believe the reason 
that she is still with us is because she was vaccinated when she got it. She has type two diabetes, she has thyroid issues, high blood pressure, all of that. And she was able to withstand the mild effects after getting vaccinated. So it's personal choice, man. Do what best for you, as BJ said. Coach K. Yes, sir. Um, you know, I, I'm 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 sitting here and I'm thinking. And I'm just trying to decide how do we direct people right now? And, and I think this is yet another example of where you got to get in tune with yourself and figure out what's best for you. Um, some of you, you know, we were just talking about grandmas and stuff. Some of you, this is the most shocked you've been concerning your grandma, your mom, or whoever probably the most shocked you've been since you had children and they were watching them and let them do some of the things that you could never do because they're telling you to go out there and get vaccinated and do all this. Whereas before that generation was telling you, Oh, you know, you got to be careful. You can't trust them. You know, don't go take that. You know, we got these natural remedies that, that, that we know will take care of this and take care of that. But all of a sudden they in the camp, go get your vaccine. You know, even my mom, my mom's like, Oh, well, son, where are you going to be able to travel to? And I'm sitting there with, I guess I'm going to save some money. You know, I, I don't, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we going to find out where, where I can travel domestically, I guess. Um, but listen, operate outside of the influence of somebody else. You cannot continue to just put your life in the hands of somebody else and just think it's going to be all right. You know what I mean? We, we, we've done that. We've been there, done that. You've done that with your job and your development and how you can grow your career. You've left it to somebody else. Where did that get you? Uh, you've left uh, your health to somebody else, right? In the past, oh, you know, somebody's going to make the food and they're going to make healthy choices for me. No, that didn't happen, right? Somebody's going to go with you to the gym. No, that didn't happen. They didn't show up. Uh, there are so many things, you know, you, you, you married somebody and thought, it was going to be the perfect union and, and you based all your happiness on that person. And guess what? It didn't happen, right? Because you need to make you happy before you can go and try to be with somebody else and be happy um, and depend on that person. So all I'm saying is figure out what's best for you. Just as BJ said, as we've been saying, you got to stand on your own two feet and make your own decision and live with the consequences of that. And that's what it comes down to. Stop looking for a scapegoat. Stop looking for somebody else to blame something on, to put something else on. Um, this is on you. And that goes beyond just this vaccination, right? The success of your kids is on you. I don't care if, uh, well, it's probably not possible, but you, you should only have one person that helped you make, you know, per child. But, you know, it's not on we know we talk about it takes a village. Well, guess what? You got to build, you got to build a village. Definitely. You pick who's in the village. You just can't assume that the people around you are instantly your village. Uh, make the best decisions for you. Make the best decisions for your loved ones. And keep it moving. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate y'all listening in with us here on the 13th floor where the furniture is always the best. But the views... Are amazing. 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 Amazing.